on this episode of PL and PJ's Tunes Trending Down. And Lower Table Turbulence. Welcome back to the Premier League podcast with the coziest dress code, live edition. That dress code being jammies or a little more because uh, it is almost negative degrees out here in Denver. Yeah, Jake, I am freezing. Like, literally, <laughs> I am freezing. You, we are in a home. It is warm. The heat was on. Not mm. anymore. And I am still frozen to the bone. So we are not wearing jammies. We are wearing cozy clothes. And the uh, the infamous Mr. Winks uh, had some cold paws this morning when I took oh, him yeah. out. So uh, he, he's happy to be inside, uh, curled up in his bed somewhere. Um, he's going to make a mess eventually while we're in the middle of this. And let's take fine. Let's take advantage of this time while he's uh, asleep and not going to bother us. Right. And let's get right into it. Um, Brent Newcastle, after having a hot start to the season and getting into that fourth position, have now briefly, for, for the moment, dropped out of fourth and have seen some bad form. Yeah, you could say that again. They have one win, one loss, and three draws in their last five for a team that was really looking like they could push not only for a top four spot, but maybe a top three spot. Maybe, maybe a top two (laughs) spot, but probably not. And they just seem to be falling out of form. And, you know, their their loss is to Liverpool. Fine. Sure. Fine. We can take a (laughs) loss to Liverpool. But draws against Bournemouth? Southampton and Crystal Palace. Palace a little bit more respectable, but Bournemouth and Southampton draws, that's tough when you're trying to push for top four. Yeah, Bournemouth, Southampton, inexcusable for sure. I'll I'll let it slide with Palace and obviously Liverpool uh, going down 2-0 and then losing your keeper. Mm -hmm. You're not really expected to get any points at that point of the game. Sure. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's just all happening back-to-back-to-back. So we're seeing a pattern. They're not scoring a lot is my right. thing, Brent. And to be in that top four conversation, you have to have that defensive record, which they are sure. having relatively a, a good defensive season. Yeah. But it's just the offense, the, the attack that's letting them down. Yeah, and what's so odd about it, I mean, Miggy Almiron was in the form of his life before the World Cup. We assumed he was going to come back down to normal eventually. Because players just don't stay hot for a full season for the most part unless you're like Mo Salah at Liverpool. Right. But for those mid-table, generally mid-table teams, you don't see players just take off for an entire season. So, Miggy Almiron, drop back down to earth. Isak, you know, injury, coming back in, injured again. You know, he's, he's kind of in and out of the team, can't really get his sure. footing. Callum Wilson... You know, I mean, he's a good striker. He's a Premier League quality striker. He's been there, done that with Bournemouth. Uh, I really like him, especially under Eddie Howe, but not necessarily the best quality mm-hmm. that they could get. I don't know. They just seem to not really have that pop and attack, and that's what they're missing. Definitely not. And uh, Brent, you mentioned Miggy Almiron. There must be a photo out there somewhere of him shaking hands with Rashford. <laughs> I want to make a meme of, like, here's my powers. Because sure. ever since he's dropped off, Rashford has kind of picked up. Um, but that's obviously a different topic. An inverse correlation yeah. between Rashford and Elmer. Um, yeah. But, yeah, since, since the World Cup, he, he's not been that same uh, smiling Peruvian as we've seen mm-hmm. in the first half. Or Paraguayan. Paraguayan. 
Bergwijn? Yeah. I don't know how you say it. Regardless, uh, not Peru. I wanted to catch that yeah. before no, you we went did. too far. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's the midfield. I'm just going to go right into this okay. discussion. I, I think it's the midfield. Um, obviously, I pointed out the the lack of goals. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's the lack of quality in the attack. I think sure. it's maybe they're not being fed enough. They're not having the opportunities to show their prowess. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if you you know break it down, I think Jolinton had a good start this season, yeah. kind of slowing down. Yep. Gimresh uh, has had some injury uh, problems and also has been slowing down. Yeah, generally above average, but definitely worse than at the start of the season. And, and you need one more person in there outside of Willock and Longstaff that mm-hmm. can really contribute, and they don't really have that person as yeah. of now. So I, I think that they're kind of maybe regressing to the mean and where they should be, right. which is probably fifth or sixth. So what I'm hearing you say is that they're really missing a certain bald man, John Joe Shelby, in that midfield to really orchestrate things going forward. That is absolutely what I'm saying. <laughs> and and if not to just, you know, be a solid midfielder, to get a yellow card. And, Some, set a tone. And, yeah, to, to be a leader, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I look for. Always got to reset the play with a yellow card. But, Jake, for me, it's more, I'm just... I wouldn't say I'm necessarily concerned for the rest of their season. I think they'll still be fine. They're obviously overperforming regardless. But I don't know. Just personally, I'm a little worried that maybe the hype got to them too quickly. Like they had that new ownership bounce. Eddie Howe, who's a great manager, comes in, gets the best out of the players. Everybody's performing well. And as results drop Mm -hmm. and they continue to drop points and performance levels drop, I just worry that they won't have a rebound to the heights that was their peak at the start of the season. Gotcha. I think that the World Cup break ruined their hot start yeah. to the season. I mean, they were hot. They had the most informed player in the league in Almiron. You cut the league in half, you know, for a few weeks, and they come back, and while they were still playing very well, they weren't the same team. They didn't quite have the same potency. Um, and we talked about them maybe as a team that would continue to succeed because they didn't have quite so many star players going to the World Cup. Sure. And it just seems as if, their season got a little derailed with that break. And as the matches and fixtures have piled up, that they're just kind of playing how they probably should be. Yeah, the no real game time over that break sure. um, kind of worked out as a disadvantage, as it turned out. It wasn't like a good break and they were all well-rested. Yeah. They were just rusty, is how, sure. how it turned out. Um, you mentioned the new ownership. Uh, I'm going to throw a theory out there. And okay. you tell me if you believe in it or it's rubbish, okay? Okay. They got the new ownership. Yeah. They know they have all this money. Yes. So all the players that were there before the money, they're like, we have to prove a point mm-hmm. or else we're out because they have the money to bring new people in. Right. You saw that bounce at the beginning of the season. January comes and goes. They don't bring anyone in sure. really. So they're like, oh, well, we're kind of safe I'm now. Safe. Yeah. yeah. And that the edge is off and you kind of go back to where you were playing before the new ownership. I, I do agree with that. Okay. I think there's a lot of validity in that. However, the only place that I have a little bit of pause on is the players that have regressed are still the ones that probably are going to be replaced. Like, sure. Jolinton has done fine, but he's not a central midfielder. No. They're probably going to bring somebody in. Miggy Elmeron is still trying to lock down a spot on the right wing as they've been linked with Christian Pulisic, for instance, who I know is technically a left winger, but they're probably not going to get rid of St. Maximin just because he's had an off season. You know? And so... I know that they have a great core defense goalkeeper. The spine of their team is relatively solid. I agree with you. It's that midfield is kind of the problem area. Gimmerish isn't going anywhere. But 
don't know. I, I don't know that that's an excuse for performance levels to drop because they still shouldn't be comfortable. The January window is a hard time to do business. The summer is not. Yeah. They brought in Anthony Gordon, which right. he put a little bit of pressure on St. Maximum when we haven't really seen that payoff right. yet. It's early, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's young. Only a few yeah. weeks um, into February. But Brent, uh, let's look ahead at their next fixtures sure. and kind of try to break down and predict what we think is going to happen. Manchester City away. Yep. Wolves at home. Mm-hmm. Forest away. Mm-hmm. United at home. West Ham away. Really back and forth there, away, home, yeah. away. Yeah. I don't know, Jake. I think for with the form that they're in, if this was in the start of the season, I would say they would go to City and hope to get a draw. You know, it then they would have Wolves at home win, Forest away win, United home maybe a draw, and then maybe even a win, and then West Ham away a win. But now with where we're at, I think realistically – if they can get nine points out of that, I think that's a success for them. Yeah, I think that's, I would say realistic. I think obviously Wolves, Forest, West Ham, they, they could win. I Very don't, winnable. I don't yeah. think they will. I, I think they'll end up going loss at City, uh, win Wolves, win, win Forest. I'm going to say win Forest. Okay. I'm going to back that. Uh, I think they're going to lose to Manchester United. Okay. And I think they'll draw West Ham away. Okay. So, so seven. Seven, yeah. yeah. I think upside, if they're playing their absolute best, mm-hmm. probably only 11 draws against the Manchester teams and then win every other game. But realistically, probably nine to seven is well where yeah. they'll end up. And, you know, with the way their season's going and how they've outperformed, like, that's not a bad set of points. I mean, that's that's a relatively tough fixture list, all things considered, with the form that Forrest have been in. Wolves are a little bit resurgent, given, you know, the standard sure. of the rest of their season. <laughs> um, so, so I think that's a fair return, and it might just mix up the lower half of the table. Definitely, Brent. Um, and speaking of the lower half of the table, let's move right on to our talk about the relegation battle, which saw, I think, the bottom three all mm-hmm. won. Yeah, it was a wacky weekend at yeah. the bottom of the table where, just to recap where we are now, we have 20th position, Southampton mm-hmm. still. In 19th, we have Leeds, who now no longer have the game in hand card. They have played the same amount of matches. They've all played 23, just for the record. West Ham in 18th, Bournemouth in 17th, Everton in 16th, Wolves in 15th, and Leicester in 14th. All those teams, Jake, separated by six points combined. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than a relegation scrap. Yeah. Um, it's just as interesting as the promotion battle mm-hmm. in the championship. Um, oh, I mean, Everton winning this weekend was a huge surprise. Yeah. Bournemouth going to Wolves. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, I mean, Leeds. I mean, Leeds are in poor form. <laughs> our Americans are uh, not looking not too hot right now. Not representing very no. well, yeah. Obviously, uh, we can't put it on Jesse Marsh anymore now that he's gone. Dude, what? <laughs> it was his tactics. To be fair, what I've seen from Leeds fans' Twitters and whatnot is that the tactics that they're using are still relatively the same. Okay. So it is still Jesse Marsh's system and team and players that he has brought in. Chris Armas? Chris Armas is the savior of Leeds United. He's just not being given enough of a platform to showcase his skills. He's just taking his time. He wants to make it more dramatic. Right. and then Maybe let the hair them. grow out Absolutely. just a tiny bit, you know, show some wisdom and age. Yeah, but Southampton, um, one of the, those three teams we mentioned who got a win, mm-hmm. still in last place even after getting that win this weekend. Um, James Ward-Prowse, banger of a free kick yeah. against Chelsea 
at Chelsea, right? Yeah, he's now, I want to say he's only one away from breaking or tying David Beckham's record record for free kicks in the Premier League. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. And when he does, you know how he does his little golf swing celebration? I want to see if he has any, like, what if he goes and does, like, a putt this time? You know, like, a variation is, like, a special celebration. I'd like that, personally. That's true. I guess uh, the important question here, Brent, is when he does that celebration, what club is he using? I mean, the way he swings, it makes it look like a driver, but... I don't know. Kind of, it gives me like a five iron feel. Oh, it gives me a happy Gilmore feel. He's going for the <laughs> yeah, green exactly. from the very well, first always shot. always running when he's <laughs> yeah. doing it. So. Uh, well, if you ever have the chance to meet him, well, that's the first that's question. That's the first question. We'll what ask. club are you picking out of the bag for that celebration, Jake? The club might surprise you. Okay. On the same kind of language, are you surprised at the teams that find themselves down in the bottom three and the ones that have just escaped as well? Yeah, um, I think, I mean, obviously you can point out Southampton as a team that is surprising yeah. uh, because they've been such stalwarts in the middle of the yeah, pack. Yeah, in recent years. Um, yeah. But I think you have to look at West Ham. Um, they're sure. in terrible form, mm-hmm. obviously, and they just kind of dropped out of nowhere. They didn't really lose a lot of big players. Sure. Obviously haven't gained too much, but, I mean, they, they tried to bolster their squad a little bit. They added Skamaka, mm-hmm. and then the previous year, Benrama, who have been – Fine player, Skamaka really has been disappointing. Actually, For sure. Uh, I think I picked his over on the goals line I, to start. I think the we year. both picked. Yeah. We, I think we were quoted saying that he'd score like at least eight goals from set pieces. Yeah, and I think he's I don't think that's gonna one happen. or two. Yeah, he total. has not scored a lot. Um, yeah, Jake, I tend to agree. Other than we have talked about with West Ham before, they don't really rotate their squad that much. It's just not David Moyes' style. And after all these years of energy, high performances, I think they just didn't bring in enough. We talked about that Lingard loan, possibly if they could have recreated something similar in January to get that spark this season. But I don't know. It's It seems almost predictable for a David Moyes team that the team would just fatigue over time as the squad ages. I know they still have a star in Declan Rice, but uh, you know they just really haven't, in my mind, bolstered enough in the right areas. Sure. I think they still need more creativity out of midfield. I think that they could probably use a more imposing center back as well as maybe a more creative right back. Um, but that's just my opinion. Personally, for me, Jake, I would say the one that surprises me in particular is in the opposite direction, Wolves ascending out of the bottom three so quickly. Sure. They just seem to have kind of flipped a switch. They are rising. They look like they could finish comfortably out of that relegation, but just on recent form. Absolutely. They're playing much better with generally the same team. And... I don't know. I mean, I'm happy for them. It's great. You know, it's I'm, I'm happy that they've turned it around. But I would say that's more of my surprise uh, on the same line as kind of Leicester as well, kind of rebounding. Yeah. Um, I did not see the Wolves rebound. No, neither did I. Um, but you saw those those matches against Liverpool mm-hmm. where they arguably should have won yeah. uh, that fixture in the first leg. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't like West Ham's chances. I think they yeah. stay in. Is there anyone outside of that relegation zone that you think might drop down into yeah, it? Yeah, as I look at it, I still think Bournemouth aren't safe. Okay. They are not safe. I think they are saved by the grace of the occasional result and every team below them performing so poorly that they're kind of in this nice little balance right now of being just just safe. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them dip back down. And I feel the same way about Everton as well, that – they could still be in danger of finishing right around 17th 
and right on the cusp of relegation. Dude, but dice ball. Come on. I know. I, I'm a big dice four, fan. 4-4-2, four, dude. 4-4-2. Four, 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 I called it. I totally call called it. Sean Dice call signing for, uh, for Everton before the pundits. So, <laughs> yeah, listen to our podcast. But anyway, you specifically, Jake, is there is there anything else that surprised you or is, it, is that just kind of – Run no, I, I definitely agree with you. I think Bournemouth and Everton are the two that are outside the relegation zone mm-hmm. that are most likely to fall back in. Yeah. Um, I don't think anything's really changed at Everton. Sure. They just kind of have been getting a result here and there, mm-hmm. but less often. Sure. Bournemouth, I couldn't pick out a bright spot for Bournemouth. They, It's kind of the same thing. They, they're picking out these results out of nowhere, and I don't think that it's going to keep continuing like this, and I think that they're going to have to – uh, change something in order to have substantial turn of form and uh, stay out of the relegation sure. zone. So, yeah, I would not be surprised if either of those two or both those two saw themselves in the bottom three at the end of the year. Yeah, I get it. And and on that same note, Jake, you know, as I think about teams that might still be in danger of falling back into this group, I still think Forrest, we kind of called that given some time, they would start to pick it up. Sure. Um, it seems that that is going to be the case. Crystal Palace also kind of in that area. But I don't think either of them are in real danger to fall back down into this six-point differential between relegation. No, I think Forrest are okay because they're high enough and the people below them are, are bad enough yeah. that it would be pretty tough for them to have worse form yeah. than the teams below them. Crystal Palace is a little different, I think. They have um, enough quality, especially going forward, and they're good enough at home. Sure. Where I think they're going to get enough points at home to cancel out their poor performances on the road. Yeah. And they're going to stay up. Um, but Brent, that's that's the bottom of the table. It, it's pretty busy. A lot of teams. Lots we're of talking about, especially on. this late in the season. Yeah. I, I think last season was maybe down to like four, four five or five teams. teams yeah. Now now we're looking at seven. Yeah, and there could still be a team that rises out to let another sure, team fall absolutely. back in. I mean, you could see Leicester and Wolves continue to perform well. For all we know, West Ham is going to go on a run and just bring their way back out of the bottom. I mean. I feel like it's one of the more exciting relegation race seasons, these last two seasons in particular, where it's not so cut and dry halfway through, where it's like there's a clear bottom, kind of a relatively relatively clear 19th, and then it's, ooh, the last spot is up for grabs. Right now it's anybody could fall into any position over the next few match weeks, and hey, I'm excited to see it. Brent, so am I, and uh, I just want to plug again that we are live right now. Sure. Um, so if you're listening on audio, make sure next time um, we'll, we'll put some reminders out there. Yeah. We'll be live on TikTok, um, and if you're watching live on TikTok right now and you want to comment any questions, Brent's going to go into the comment section now and uh, read some comments and see if there's anything worth reading on the pod, and I'm going to go ahead and yeah. get into our parlay while you're reading them. We need a uh, Pirate's Code Pirates parlay code. specifically. Parlay. Yeah. Okay, you take a look I'll, at that. I'll, I'll start uh, reading it for, for audio, and you take a look at TikTok. The first leg of our parlay is Arsenal mm-hmm. and Leicester. Or to beat Leicester, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's away. It is. At the KP, but we, we, we don't trust Leicester. I said, we said this last time. We yeah. picked Spurs to beat Leicester. Mm-hmm. They lost 4-2, to 4-1. to one. I think so. Um, so, obviously, that didn't work out this t- that time, but this time it's different. This time it's different. Arsenal, admittedly, as a Spurs fan, Arsenal's a better team. Yeah. <laughs> Far better. Um, and I think that this run of form that they're in is going to change and that they're going to they're gonna beat Leicester at the King Power. 
second leg, Brent. Yeah, we've got Leeds and Southampton, both teams to score in their match. And if you combine those two, we don't condone betting, but if you're going to bet, you get plus 218 on that parlay, which seems, Jake, as far as I know, that's a free farm. Absolutely. And uh, now that we are, you know, live to TikTok, I'm going to say bet responsibly. Right. Uh, don't bet, don't be like us. Don't bet more than you're willing to lose. Um, if you bet at all, yeah, might not be your thing. Bet anything on on the old TikTok. Really, the one is that we have Luis Diaz, uh, football goat five, has said hi about six different times. Oh my gosh! So, uh, well, thank hello. you. I appreciate you <laughs> you saying hello. Um, but yeah, um, for future live TikToks, um, make sure to put any comments or questions mm-hmm. you may have, and you could uh, see it or hear it. Uh, red live right in front of you right in front of right you. on the page yeah it basically gets transported immediately onto the outline if there's a question wow we have that technology we do it's called uh, one we pen. have the technology <laughs> it's a pen <laughs> it's we can rebuild it better faster stronger we sure can and that's why next week we will be back better faster, faster stronger. stronger well maybe not faster we want the duration to be about the same for each podcast episode very true but brent from the only i'm oh, sorry the Premier League podcast. Thank you. With the coziest dress code. You started code. to use the old slogan. The old slogan. And I didn't want to correct you, but you caught it yourself. I caught it. The dress code is Jamie's or whatever keeps you warm. Please stay warm out there if you're in uh, Colorado. Colorado. Or anywhere else that's cold, to be fair. Sure. Just specifically Colorado right now. And we'll see you next time. Uh-huh.